0: This is the Horse Radio Network. The Me Too movement has officially hit the horse world, but what does it mean for the sport and our young athletes? This week, we discuss our favorite products to beat the heat this summer. We'll share memories of our favorite mentors over the years and discuss why building each other up is important. Thanks for tuning in.
1: From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks.
0: Welcome, Welcome to,
1: Happy, to
0: Happy, Hour. Happy Hour. I'm Justine Griffin.
2: I'm Sally Spickard, and I'm Jessica Payne. Welcome to episode 25 of Heels Down Happy Hour. How are you guys? I'm good. I Can't believe we're on episode 25.
1: I know. I, know, crazy. Right? I was just thinking that
2: we've covered
0: a lot of ground, right? In 25 episodes, I know.
1: Been interesting. Talked a lot about a lot of things, some of which are not super important, but they're funny.
2: So, hey, we have I important know,
1: like, conversations. sometimes I, I said some of <laughs> them. Some of them.
2: <laughs> I feel like our drinks are like the most important. So, yeah. which so, one of you guys brought me a favorite drink this week?
0: I brought one back from the Bahamas with me since I am officially oh, back now. You sure You're great. like,
2: yeah. I forgot I was mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> well, drink, i drink.
0: Drink this drink with me, and everything will be okay. fine because they're delicious. Perfect. So we're going to drink a Bahama Mama because we're all Bahama Mamas, ladies. And it's a rum drink. So you do, I guess, have to like rum. But it's white rum, coconut rum, and dark rum mixed with orange juice, pineapple juice, a splash of grenadine. And in the Bahamas, their secret ingredient is they also top it with a little bit of gin. And then you garnish it with, like, an orange slice or a cherry. But it's, like... Very fruity, very like rum punch, like summery. I've already I've been home obviously for a couple weeks from my vacation and I've already drank this since I've been home at a barbecue. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good summer, like summer going out, gonna be someplace hot, have a fun, fruity drink. Kind of is drink. it
2: easy to make at home or like it's one you wanna order at a bar?
1: That's a good question. That looks so, real easy. That looks like something I would like, not be able to make myself.
2: <laughs> right? I'm like, I feel like that's going to be hard. But you just said like you like did a barbecue. So I'm, ass- I'm assuming I mean, you made it yourself.
0: Well, so like when we were in the Bahamas, I just ordered a million of them yeah. for the week that I was there. But uh, we went to a barbecue at a friend's house and she made it. She made like a big jug of it. So you you just went to the spigot and refilled it when you wanted it. So I, I, it's like one of those recipes where there's so many things in it. That I think it doesn't have, it's not like an exact science that you can kind of guesstimate. So if you were making a ton for a party, it's like hard to mess it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could be a little bit strong, I guess, if you want it to be, or it could <laughs> be could a like, little, accidentally- you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> So, actually put some here and there <laughs>
0: it's, it is a dangerous drink that way because it's so fruity and sugary that you're like oh wow like I feel a little kick from the rum in this and then all of a sudden you're like holy moly I really feel the kick from the rum in that this that seems but, like the theme with some of our drinks that we have on this show
2: <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> so guys as you know, this episode is brought to you by EcoGold. But Sally, I know we got a recent testimonial from uh, one of someone who listens to this show. And they recently just bought their first EcoGold flip half pad. Why don't you tell us what they had to say? Because they really liked it, right?
1: Yeah, it was really cool to see... What this is, uh, from Rachel and it was really, it's really cool to see what people kind of think when they use Eagle gold for the first time. I've used Eagle gold for so long that it's like a no brainer for me, but you know, it's always being discovered by new people. So Rachel says there's a reason that these pads are used by so many top riders and then all caps, they work. I've used so many saddle pads and half pads over the year. I've never put one on and felt a change in how my horse went until last night. I used my new flip half pad in a show jumping lesson. My horse felt more forward and rounder over the jumps. Um, she said her coach even pointed out that he's jumping very well today and she said her, my saddle pad or my saddle and regular saddle pad for the first time did not move an inch. So if you've wanted to try this product and have it yet, I'm here to say it's a darn good product and I am sold on EcoGold. Google. Um, she's hoping to purchase several more sa- regular saddle pads over time and so she is a believer. Um, so the flip half pad is one that is really fun. We've talked about it a lot. And obviously has a lot of um, benefits for your horse's health as well. So you can check it out, get your own at EcoGold.ca. All right. So uh, moving on to news, I was kind of perusing this week and found this really cool story about a inmates or a correctional center in Sacramento out here in California, and they basically have partnered up with the Bureau of Land Management <clears throat> here in California and have gotten some of the inmates to actually retrain some of the wild mustangs that have been brought in for adoption. Wow. Really? Yeah. Cool. So it kind of reminded me of that one show on like animal planet. I think it's called Pit Bulls and parolees. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, but basically they, I think it says there's four horses. There's a, uh, there's an auction coming up this weekend actually. And so they're going to be auctioning off four of the horses that the inmates have been working with um and i'm sure they have help but it's kind of just a way for them to to learn patience and responsibility and take pride in their work they say and um so it's something that they're they're trying to provide as like a vocation for the inmates which is really cool
2: that's you awesome know,
0: i've seen this with like mostly dogs like you said like the pit bulls because my greyhound which is she's off the track also went to a correctional institute and an inmate trained her for two months but which is wonderful. I love that about her and that, she, you know, like that we supported a rescue that does, that has a program like that. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like horses, I mean, that's a whole different thing to try to train yeah. a horse, you know, the that's whole really a lot more that
1: goes into that or at least a little bit more risk for injury sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Had any of them been around horses before? It doesn't say. I would only assume not. I mean, maybe they went through and were like, hey, if anybody has anybody worked with horses. But it sounds like something that they just kind of can do. And like I said, I'm sure that they have experts, you know, there to yeah. help. But I mean, yeah, yeah, um, there to help. Yeah. It's but cool. I mean, it's just it's part of the community, which is pretty yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So I just thought it was a cool thing. But so if you're in the Sacramento area and you're looking for a new Mustang, there is a <laughs> auction this coming Sunday. So you guys can check it out. Nice. Anybody else got anything cool?
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the Devon Horse Show, which has been going on recently, this last couple weeks. But did you see that crazy story or see that crazy video mm-hmm. of the horse that literally got loose in the arena and jumped the fence out? Like, oh to my get gosh, I saw stadium? that. Yes, that
1: was terrifying.
0: It really is, and I, I heard I know it people, was pretty horrific in life in like real life. Oh, I I can only imagine, but it wasn't like a you know, like a show jumping horse or a discipline that we know it was actually a carriage horse. So it had like a harness hooked onto it. Not oh my like, gosh. Yeah. not a cart though. There was no cart and it got loose and was running around in its harness and leaped over the fence. Um, but yeah, pretty scary stuff. I, you know, they Yay. caught the horse. Everybody's okay. Like early reports said that one person might've been injured during like the horse's escape, but everyone for the most part was okay. And the horse was okay. But man, that is scary. Like, and that brings like, you know, shouting loose horse at the horse show, like to a new level, Whole new level.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gosh.
0: Yeah. So watch the video at your own risk, knowing that it is like kind of
1: scary. Traumatizing.
2: (laughs) What about you, Jess? So Justine, I have one for you because kind of intrigued me. One, I have very close, like one of our students is going to the University of Kentucky next year. So it kind of caught my eye on the internet, but this researcher who actually had initially inspired by the need for a better, more supportive equestrian sports bra. And then I thought of you while reading the article. So I was like, (laughs) I've got to tell Justine about this new research about it, but it started with, they were thinking about sports bras, but totally different note. That these people in Kentucky, these two researchers are wanting to put this group together for, there always is like treatment on, you know, the nutrition and health of horses, but there's not much done on the health and well-being of the equestrians, especially the female equestrians. So they're putting this huge group together to do more on mental and physical health of the female athletes. So oh, cool. I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: That is super interesting. So who's, yeah, it, oh, it's... The University of Kentucky, right?
2: University of Kentucky has two researchers that are both in the University of Kentucky on there, but one is in the College of Public Health and the other one is in, she did a bunch of research in the College of Agricultural Food and Environment. Interesting. Yeah. So the two researchers are putting it together and they're doing a collaboration and a group of females together to... Basically, put ideas together to make sure to focus on female mental and physical health and their well being. That is so awesome. That be interesting. Because, like, yeah. so many people, you know, we think about, oh, how to take care of ourselves, how to do this, but nobody really thinks about the mental side of it. And we've talked a lot about that. So it kind of caught my eye. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I'll be curious to see what they find and what they come yeah, up
2: with. Yeah. So kudos to them. And I'm really excited.
0: All right, guys, so I know it's like only June, and in some places, the weather is like probably gorgeous, but it is super hot down here already. Everyone has fled Florida. All the horse people have left because they're smart. And now is the time of year where it's like like you it's like you have to have so much gear to survive the heat and the sun to ride. So I was wondering, <laughs> what are your like survival guide kind of like favorite things you absolutely need to ride uh, during the summertime? Just, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, well, everyone knows I'm like obsessed with like staying a little bit hidden. I have big, big hats and everything. and then I love my visors, those big sun hat type things. yeah, yeah. Also, like you know that they not I haven't worn I've forgotten on the kick with the visor with the helmet yet. I will admit I have not done that, but <laughs> I haven't. I am obsessed with wearing the big visors just when I'm walking around or always have like a hat of some sort on, but You're halfway I'm, there. I'm halfway there. I'm getting there. I probably <laughs> look like that more so than when I'm walking around the grounds and riding, but I'm also I always have sunscreen on. Like I called, even you guys are going to die. I called the pediatrician the other day and I was like, so when can my pale son wear sunscreen? Oh. And they're like six <laughs> months. And I was like, no, no, I don't think you understand he's pale (laughs) he can't get burned and they're like ma'am he can only wear it at six months and then I described to them what sunscreen I was going to wear and all the ingredients and they're thinking I'm crazy because I'm like surely they're going to tell me a different answer if I keep arguing (laughs) and they're like no ma'am you need to just stay out of the sun I go I don't think you're like like I sounded crazy. I truly sounded crazy the other day. Oh
1: so, my gosh! Because, I'm sure they they're did, used
2: to it. <laughs> oh, they told me at six months. I after I described the sunscreen because everybody knows uh, I'm like obsessed with the Rodan and Field sunscreen because the other problem is I'm allergic to sunscreen. So that oh, was wow. Yeah. So like I'd wear it and I would always like cry and it's sting and everything else. So I always would like have to wear like a 10 in moisturizer that really didn't have enough sunscreen. It was like a 15. And then I started using the reverse 50 and I'm obsessed. It's 50 plus Doug and I probably like buy it by the gallon. Like Doug goes, <laughs> do you think you can ask the company if they can make me a bigger version? I said, yeah, I'll get right on that. No, no, I can't ask the company if they'll buy you like a bulk. I said, you just have to order more. Like it's fine. And then there's a, a, there's a 30 plus that's like a mineral based sunscreen that is great for sensitive skin. And for like, they said it was perfect for the infants and everything. So between those two, I carry those in stock. Like all the girls laugh. They're in the trunks, they're in my purses, they're in my car. I'm obsessed with them. So I guess that would be it. And then water, we drink a lot of water. And so we use like a Nalgene type, we, I guess it's not even Nalgene. Those are like the plastic ones, but we use like the insulated ones that are great. I mean, oh yeah. They stay cold. I stay cold. love those. But yeah. then the trick is we put a little bit of Gatorade powder in it for flavor. Oh, that's and smart. Electrolytes. Yeah. So, and it, cause at one point you're like, okay, I'm tired of drinking water. Like I'm tired of just yeah. plain water. So we do it with a little bit of electrolytes. So those are like my two big things of like what we use for the summer.
0: Very cool. So I've got a couple of things I want to share because I've, like, learned some tricks over the years of being a Floridian. So what I, like, this is a somewhat new discovery for me, but it's dry shampoo. Like, oh, my God, I live on it. I still have not used that ever. What? Okay. It'll change your life. It will change
2: your life. Really? My hairdresser tells me don't use, um, don't use shampoo as much. She tells me to use dry shampoo. It's amazing.
0: It, it is. It's just like at first, I was like, it's like putting baby powder in my hair. Yes. works. But it works. I swear it works. No. So what I,
2: brand do you use? Not,
0: gosh, it's got, I don't know, but the colors of it, it's like a white bottle <laughs> with light blue and pink. Like it's, it's very called, like artsy. P-
2: it's SSST. Yes, yeah. I, I like it, it a That's lot. Fine. Okay. i yeah. say it's,
1: it's called it. what? Like piss like piss like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. like
0: Oh, like you're like you're like you're whispering <laughs> like, in someone's ear, like Yeah,
1: that sound yeah. that I can't apparently yes, make. Not, not the first word you <laughs> used. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, but But
0: anyways, I yes. I so I used it. Someone suggested that I like do dry shampoo when I was going to India. I was, like we were going on a long trip. So I tested using it but like before we went and it saved my life. Like backpacking through india and china you know it was awesome so now because i am prone to like um, i mean obviously we all get helmet hair and we sweat in our helmets but i have really terrible scalp issues in the summer from the sweat and my you know being my head being confined to the helmet so i spray the inside of my helmet with the dry shampoo and it's changed everything
2: does it smell better
0: smells so much better
2: because that's what i'm going to start doing to dougs
0: Yes, do it, do it. It smells better. It keeps you. your hair like less gross. You know, yeah, that's a really,
1: really
2: good idea. I never. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm gonna have to try it. You guys have convinced me. I'm gonna go on no, Amazon. And, and it's no, this
2: no it's not even expensive. You can get it. At, no, like, it's five dollars
1: on Amazon.
2: <laughs> She's already googled it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like I'm ordering it right now, you guys. I don't think order you understand in my you commitment go to it. this. It's unbelievable, and I think yeah. that's cheaper than what I buy in the grocery store. So I probably should buy it on Amazon.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cheap. I think I get mine at Walgreens, like, and
2: I get the big old
0: jumbo bottle.
2: But I spray it, like,
0: twice a week in my helmet, and it's changed my life. Oh, my gosh.
2: You might be my lifesaver because his helmet smells.
0: I think it'll make a huge difference for you. And it, like, it gets, like, the dampness from your sweat. Yeah. You know? Like, it really, it's great. And then your head doesn't look so bad when you take it
2: off. You're my lifesaver. If it works, (laughs) I have it here with me in Canada. I'm going to use it. Do it. And Tell you have me. to
1: let us know if that makes a huge difference. I'm glad you guys gave me a brand suggestion, though, because I'm sitting here and there's literally like 27 different kinds of And dry I've food.
2: used like 16 of them and they don't.
1: <laughs> well as the cheap okay ones. that's good i would have been sitting here for the next two hours trying to no, decide I went
2: the so expensive guys, one no i've gone back to that psst yeah. it's amazing i it's love perfect. So
0: funny. and i love that uh doug is your science experiment so let us
2: know hopefully he won't listen to the episode till i get a chance <laughs> to do it oh my goodness um, yeah that's funny but,
0: Besides dry shampoo for my horse, <laughs> um, my favorite stuff to get through summer in our wet, mucky, disgusting, shoe-sucking ground is everything by Keratex. I don't know if you guys are a fan of Keratex, but I use their hoof hardener and their hoof gel religiously to get me through the summer. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. And they're wonderful. But for me, like, beyond dry shampoo, the next two things that are the most important for me to actually ride are my EIS sun shirts. Absolutely hands down, can't wear anything else or else I'd be covered in my own sweat all day and then be disgustingly damp and sunburned. And I just, (laughs) I love my EIS shirts and you can wear them and I could put shorts on, like I could leave the barn and put shorts on and still look like a functioning human being in society. If I have to go to the store, I know they're they're cute. cute. So I. I, I live in them, like literally what? live in them. Got one for every day of the week, wash them,
1: live in them. And then well, also- Well, they don't my- like retain, sorry. They just, they don't like retain that smell too. You know what exactly. I mean? Like some of those shirts, yeah. like you you just walk around and you're, it's gross, but it's those gross. don't. I don't know what it is, but they don't.
0: They just let it, it like flows through you, man. And then it's gone.
1: It's wonderful. <laughs> it flows through you. That's not what I would have said, but <laughs> they're that. I don't think we'll they're going to be using that as their new motto. <laughs> hey uh,
0: whatever it works that's all you need to know <laughs> we don't need to know where the smell goes
1: oh, oh man i need them to make baby shirts
0: oh yeah that's a good oh, idea Oh, that's
1: a good idea they do have like little kids shirts though they have a lead line shirt so when he gets a little bigger you can get him one
2: but not like three to six not,
1: yeah up. no, not not <laughs> not just yet <laughs> i mean you could but what about oh, you selling?
2: What yeah, so I'm,
1: I am with you on the EIS shirt. I mean, those are seriously, like, I think I've just about thrown out or sold all my other shirts by now because they're probably the only thing that I wear. But I'm also a big fan of hydration as well and also just staying cool. So what I got last, so I, when I moved to California last year, I was in the desert. And so it would get up in the hundreds and it wasn't humid, but it was extremely, extremely hot. So what I got, I don't have like a name of it, but I got one of those. <laughs> those things that is made out of material that you can get wet and it stays wet. And then you put it, you literally cover your head and your mouth with it. And then you just put, like, I put my helmet on over it and then I just make it like, you just get it wet, wring it out, and then you put it around your neck or however, and it just stays wet. So it helps like the heat evaporate from your skin, I guess. I don't know how exactly it works. I have a selfie of it that I'll post in the Do Facebook group for you guys to I enjoy. <laughs> but I wish I had the name of it, but it's like, it's literally just like a mask basically that keeps your, that is made out of this breathable material that you can get wet and it stays wet. But I'll post a huh. thing to it because I know it's hard to explain.
2: That is, interesting.
1: And then, yeah. And so then for my horse, the other thing too is like, I used to have a gray horse, right? And like my gray horse would always get little sunburns on his face or like we even had a couple gray horses at our barn get mel- melatonin. Mel- <laughs> You know what I'm trying. Melanomas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a really hard time with words today. So anyway, okay. a fly mask is also something that I really try to use, but I really want it to have UV protection because I just think that that's something that should happen, especially with fair skinned horses. Um, so Kensington actually has a new fly mask out that is called the UVator, And it actually has 90 percent UV protection, which I feel like is probably one of the really? highest ratings on the market. Yeah. This thing I is like probably notice. not going to let anything. I didn't even know that this existed, that it was possible, but that's say 90, 90% UV protection and then 78% air permeability, which means that it's still very breathable. So that's kind of a go-to for me too. I mean, not necessarily so much as staying about staying cool, but just protection from the sun. Cause that's so obviously super important. I have
2: a question. So, you know, the white face horses that you always like lather sunscreen on, does it yeah down to the nose? Or yeah, they
1: have a nose. They have two different oh. kinds. They have a nose version that has a longer flap that goes down the nose. And then they have a regular one that kind of cuts off um, halfway up. So there's because, two different. That
2: would be awesome. Because all yeah. those white face, you know, we have like the bays with the big white blaze. That's beautiful. We literally keep sunscreen. I'm back on my sunscreen kick. But we <laughs> keep sunscreen in the barn and we have to lather their poor face with it. Yep. Yep. So this would help oh, with that. This would help that. Yes. Yeah. Look at all these ideas. problems here. <laughs> well, if
1: you guys are drooling with envy over the stuff we've been talking about, we actually have some great news for you because we are giving away a summer sun care bundle. Thanks to a lot of our partners who are really pitching in for this. So we are giving away to one lucky winner, a cool shirt from Equin Style or EIS. We're also giving away a Uviator fly mask from Kensington products. And we're actually giving away two of these masks. So you're going to get one that is the regular size and then one with the longer flap. Jess, you should probably just enter. Yay.
2: Can I, um,
1: can I enroll this? <laughs> And then we're also, speaking of Rodan and Fields, we're giving away some of the sunscreen that Jess is obsessed with. We're giving away a container of the reverse sunscreen and then also one of the Soothe sunscreens. So you'll get a 50 and a 30 SPF. And then last but not least, it's important to stay hydrated. So we are also giving away a Swell water bottle from Pack. So all of these things. Yes, yeah, this is, this is like stuff. all of the things you need. So all you have to do is you have to subscribe to our daily newsletter, The Brief, uh, which you, if you have already subscribed, you're already entered to win. No big deal. Um, you can subscribe on HeelsDownMag.com. Speaking of winners, we talked about in our last episode, we did a little review of Charlotte Duhardan's autobiography, The Girl on the Dancing Horse, and we are giving away a signed copy of this book. And our winner this week is Abby Hunter. So Abby Hunter, Yay! if you're listening, you'll want to check your email. Whether you need a water solution for one horse in a stall, two in the backyard, or 40 head in the pasture, the classic Equine by Ritchie line of waters provide trouble-free, worry-free access to water on demand visit com for additional information. Richie, Freshwater for life.
0: All right guys, so I'm sure you've seen it by now, but it's not every day that some like mainstream media like the New York Times drops into the equestrian world, but uh, I'm sure you've seen the story that they wrote about Jimmy Williams and sort of the controversy of him having some you know having inappropriate relationships with some of the young girls he was training. Uh, The Chronicle of the Horse broke this story several months ago, and super kudos to them because they did a really great job in terms of public service journalism. But I think this is a really, obviously this is an important time to have this conversation with the Me Too movement that's rocking so many industries right now, and it just shows that horses in this sport is not immune to some of this. And I'm just curious about what you guys think, especially you, Jess, as, as a trainer, as a coach, as someone who is you know, responsible for the development of a lot of, of young athletes who want to be really good in the sport and who want to learn. I I mean, were you surprised? What did you think? I mean, uh, Jimmy Williams is dead, so it's not like he, you know, he can respond to any of this or uh, I'm just part curious me, what you guys think.
2: Yeah. I mean, part of me is, I guess things always kind of surprise me and kind of take you back when you're reading about it and you're just kind of absorbing the information and you're like, Really? But at the same time, nothing really kind of surprises me these days, sadly. And in the life of horses and everything else, you're kind of like, really? One more thing? And for me, I honestly, like with Doug and I, we take an invested interest in like people that come to us and students. And honestly, they become more like family. You know, we don't have a big we have more of like an owner base. So we don't have a big like clientele base and saying that we teach a lot of people between the two of us, uh, that we take a lot of invested interests and in, especially like the young kids. And I take on a lot, honestly, like a lot of young females and, you know, when they're 16, 17, 18 years old. And I guess that's like a really big time, like the order they're growing that, They become like my children. I mean, we call one of them, I've talked about her on the show before, her name, we call her the kid. Her name is really Olivia, (laughs) but I call her the kid all the time. And when I had Hudson and I said, my kid, and she looked over, I was like, oh, my other kid. (laughs) Not you you today. Uh But, and it is, but you take a lot of interest in them. And it's just, you know, you want to be that female empowering. And I was talking to a really good friend of mine who's another trainer in Georgia. And you're just like, I can't imagine, you know, with, we both have children and everything else. I want the best of them. And I know a lot of trainers love their kids and everything else and some more than others, but I take a lot of invest interest. And so when you hear about this, like it kind of takes over, like, really, but you're not. Yeah. Surprised. So, you know, I just kind of want to be like any young ladies and everything out there. I'm like, you know, we had a conversation the other day. She's like, you know, she was with her mom and I, and we actually had this conversation. It's like, this kid put his arm on my leg and you were sitting across from me. And I was like, I was what? And you didn't say anything. And she's like, well, I mean, nothing happened. And I was like, yeah, but that's not appropriate. Like, that's not, you need to stand up and we need to have a conversation. This was another student of mine. And I was like, anytime something that happens, I don't care. Talk to me. Like, this is about speaking up. And in this era, it is absolutely appropriate to speak up and I think for so long people felt ashamed to talk and I mean Justine you kind of have spoken publicly about it it is hard to bring it up
0: yeah I mean obviously my situation is very different and I was talking to you like some friends of mine that ride and when you think about this the Jimmy Williams situation I mean these were young girls that have a prestigious riding club who To get the chance to ride with a name like this, you know, that's a big deal. And so they were in this position of what, what do you do? Do you, you know, you don't want, you don't want your riding opportunities to end because of something like that. And while that never happened to me, I've, um, as a young reporter, I had an editor, a direct boss who very clearly treated me different than the rest of his staff. I was the only woman on our team of reporters and editors and, uh, he kept me late at work where he tried to talk to me about very inappropriate things in a workplace setting. He said things to me that were uh, completely inappropriate. He said, I, I mean, there are a lot of examples I could tell you guys off air, but as a, I was a young reporter, I was early in my career and I just thought I have to suck it up and deal with this because I don't want to get fired and it's important to me that I do a good job uh, at my job. I wanted to be a good reporter And that took t- like, it took me more than a year to realize that I was putting up with abuse that no one else had to put up with and it was wrong. And so finally, after a year I went to HR and I had chronicled a lot of things that this editor had said to me that was inappropriate. So I had proof to show an HR director and they took care of the situation, but unfortunately that same person uh, bothered another young reporter after me uh, before he left the paper where I worked. But it, um, it, it, I just remember what it felt like when I was, you know, in my 20s, shaking, trying to walk into HR to try to... Uh, to say like, Hey, this isn't right. And I need help. That's really, it's really a hard thing to do when the, this, this person that you're accusing of something is in a position of power has a lot of influence over you and other people (laughs) that you work with, you know? So I can't imagine what it must feel like if you're a teenager and you don't even understand, you don't even, you can't comprehend what this means, but you know, in your heart that something is wrong. So that's
1: just, and I think it is
0: important to talk about it. So I think that's why I'm happy to talk about what I did, you know, in, in a very different situation. But you have to talk about it because it's not right. And that's why Me Too is happening. Whether you agree with how things are happening and what you're seeing on the Internet and how people are talking about this stuff. Uh, it's happening because no one wants this to happen to anyone else. No, and, and, and I think no that's a big thing.
2: I want, you know, like I want people to have their relationship with somebody, you know, whether it's their coach or somebody else, like I want our kids to have relationships with me to be able to say something, you know? So like, and I'm very, very fierce. If everybody knows me in person that, you know, I'd probably strangle a child, but you know, if it was a boy being inappropriate (laughs) and all this, and I, and I have a son, so like, you know, I, I hope that I can raise him well and everything, but at the same time, like be respectful, be respectful of ladies, be respectful of women and women, like, I hope that they have somebody that they can talk to. And that's the hardest is like having that, you know, I guess surrounding and finding somebody somebody. that you can say, look, look, this isn't appropriate because you shouldn't have to go through it. And I think that like the
1: barn, the barn is supposed to be like your, your sanctuary and your safe place. And I think the thing that happens is that a lot of these kids get into a you know, it will not even kids. I mean, I think of all the times and all the positions that I've held and you get into this almost like this, uh, you put these people on a pedestal. And so then, you know, Justine, it's kind of similar with you where it's like, I have so much respect for this person as a professional. So like what they do and say, I mean, it should be fine because this is, this is this person who I'm supposed to be learning from or, or being kind of under their wing. And so then I could see how, you know, I, I thankfully don't have any personal experience with this, but, um, you know, it's just something that I feel like it's, it's a matter of these, these kids or anybody in the situation, knowing the difference between somebody who is in authority and and just being a friendly person and somebody who's just crossing that line because that they know that they can. And, you know, it's kind of a personal discretion thing. I mean, you know, as far as what is and is not appropriate, but I mean, these, you have to have that open dialogue and, and be able to talk about it because that's why so many of these people have never been able to come forward. And it's, it's heartbreaking, honestly, because now it's like, you know, I don't know. I just I feel like a lot of these women are coming forward, and and, and in a lot of cases, nothing's happening. You know, so I, I have a lot of respect for the USCF for you know they they released this sanctions list you right, know within yeah. the last week or so. They, they so they are actually very
0: seriously. Which yeah, I think so is really important.
1: Yeah, I mean the transparency alone, um, I think is something that is very important because it's an unfortunate truth, you know, and I, I, I would I would hate to think that any of these people actually did anything wrong, but the, the truth of the matter is that somebody felt strongly enough to go and report it and the USES, USCF is taking it seriously. So um, if anything, that should be an encouragement to anybody who is or has gone through something like that. I mean, you Absolutely. know, find somebody that you can talk to. I mean, you know, I'm sure all of us would be happy to listen to anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, you're never unsafe with, People, with the right people, you know, and, and I think that's what we're all trying to do.
0: But so if you didn't see what us equestrian has done, they've uh, went through their safe sports sanctions. They are very publicly listing anyone who has been banned from the sport, whether it be for substance abuse with horses or themselves or, and then, or something like sexual misconduct, they are very publicly and transparently posting that on their website now. And you can look up anybody who's ever had a suspension has some sort of like interim temporary suspension for during an investigation or if they're banned, like their names are very clearly and publicly listed on a website now, which I think kudos to USCF for doing that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure it wasn't done lightly. And I think that, like I said, you know, they are taking it very seriously. So, you know, I think it's a, it's definitely a good direction to be able to give people who have been victims of this a platform and, and a way to, to hopefully make a change. So we uh, on the June on the cover of our issue in June this month we have Ashley Holzer and all of the beautiful writers that she's kind of helped had a hand in producing, um, in the dressage ring. And so it's a really cool article kind of focusing on mentorship because Ashley's really kind of become the matriarch of this barn family of dressage writers. And it's, um, interesting. It's a, it's a good conversation again, kind of continuing from what we were just talking about in a, in a much more positive manner. Um, you know, having a mentor I think is really important along any, in in any part of your life, but, particularly with writing. I I remember, you know, I would definitely say that my very first coach was kind of a big guidance for me in high school because um, she was kind of one of those no-nonsense coaches. And she really, you know, not only did she put the best possible foundation on my writing, but she also kind of honestly toughened me up a little bit and and kind of helped me figure out where I was going as I was figuring out where I was going to go to college and everything. So you know, even though I don't necessarily interact with her as much now since I live so far away, it's it's cool because she really had such a lasting impact and in, in steering my direction and and you know with my writing and also kind of with my character too. But um, Jess, I know I've I've heard you talk about your mentor a lot. I'll let you talk about her, but it's you know I feel like you have such a strong relationship with yours, and I think it's important.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, everybody knows I've ridden with Jan Binney for. Over 10 years now. And she, I think, if I described her as my life coach, my mentor, my coach, my horse coach, everything, like that'd be an (laughs) understatement, honestly. Like she calls me the hummingbird, which everybody laughs about. She's like, that's my little hummingbird because I can go a million miles an hour. But um, (laughs) she knows me backwards, forwards, front, back, good, bad, ugly, all of the above. And she walks me through and she'll call it out, you know, like we were talking the other day and she asked Doug a question and it was the wrong one. I was like, that's not what you're supposed to say. Like you're supposed to answer differently. (laughs) Like she had asked a worse question and she said, you know, what are you going to do X, Y, and Z? I don't know. But I just remember fixing it at Kentucky. I was like, that's not what you're supposed to say. I know that's not the right answer, but I respect her a hundred percent. And I just love that. Like I can get, you know, just Life advice from her, coaching advice, anything, and I love that. That's what a mentor is for, and I look up to her greatly, and I appreciate everything she's done. She's taken me, you know, through the riding like ranks of everything, and stayed with me and become part of my family. Honestly, honestly, I would think she's part of my family, and I love it. And I think it's so important to have somebody like that in life. And I look up, and she's, you know, she had a horrible accident years and years ago, and that you know, just shows how tough she is, honestly. Like and she's incredible. Yeah, she's incredible. Like, back, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I probably would have quit. And she's like, she would have yelled at me and scream and be like, you're better than that. You could do this. <laughs> I just, I love every bit about her and I respect her that I think it's so important to have somebody like that in your life. I think it makes you a stronger person and it, it also holds you accountable. You know, like if you start to slack off, you know, she'd be there screaming. Honestly, you know, she questions everything I do for the best of it. And I, I love it. And so I don't know. I don't know if everybody has mentors like that in their life or I'm was, so appreciative that I have one like her. And I appreciate every moment of that I get to spend with her, honestly.
0: I mean, that was a really beautiful testimony for your relationship with her just you can really tell like how you speak about her and I think Aww.
2: I know that's so important. So I, I love her so much. She knows it too. She probably doesn't Aww. even listen to the podcast so that's even the funnier part. <laughs> <laughs> well you'll have to send her this one. <laughs> no she'll probably be like oh gosh she'll start like being like really <laughs> she's being dramatic <laughs> today.
0: Aww. Aww so so I wrote the Ashley Holzer story that's on the cover and It was really cool to spend time with, you know, these young and up and coming Grand Prix dressage riders who have trained with her for years and years. And most of the time they were like her working students and took lessons back in the day or were her groom. And there were just some tidbits that I just thought really stood out that told you, like, I didn't even have to interview Ashley for the story that everyone, everyone else I interviewed that were her students just told me such like great nuggets about who she is that already knew by the time I got to talk to Ashley, like this one writer, Danielle, she was her groom when she was going to the Olympics. I think it was in Athens then I'm, I don't remember what year, but she said she was just struck that, you know, she was the groom going to the Olympics and then she gets there and she's the only groom who got to stay in a hotel room and not the stables. And when it came time to like for her to find her own Grand Prix dressage horse, Ashley holds her. Got all of her clients to pitch in and buy the horse for this girl, and it just like it blows my mind to have you know someone in your corner like that that really is rooting for you, you know. And I think it comes down to a connection that basically Sally and Jess, like what you guys just described, is this connection to this person that you respect and love in a way that they know they have your best interests at heart and they want you to do well. Like they want you to they want you to be the rider you want to be and and more. Which makes me think of the trainer that I had that was like that was the trainer I grew up riding with from like the first pony I ever bought all the way up until college. Her name is Janet, and she's just she was like a surrogate mom of me growing up. You know, like my mom would just leave me at the barn all freaking day with the pony. And if I wasn't in the barn, doing finding something to do with the horses. I was in Jan's living room, you know what I mean? And she was making me lunch or, you know what I mean? Like just all throughout my whole life and going to horse shows with them. And you think of like other sports where it's more, it's easier to see how you can build character, you know, like football and they make inspirational movies about how boys find themselves on the football field. I mean, it's very similar in all sports and I like Jan was with me through all those moments in my own writing career where you're, you really feel the lows, And then you learn something from it and you come back stronger and better the next time. So when you get the high of winning, uh, it it feels that much much more. It's that much more. It's that much better. And Jan was the one who taught me to wait and be patient for that day because it will be that much more. Like, it'll mean that much more. And I remember the first time, like, I have this memory of I had this um, paint cross warm blood that was, like, my big jumper in high school. And he... It was just such a hard horse for me to ride, like way too much horse for who I was. And she kept very kindly saying like, maybe we should put you on something else. But I wanted I wanted to make that horse work. So she gave me the opportunity and it was like a really tough two years. Uh, so then when we won our first big equitation medal class, I cried. I like broke down and like cried in the ring. Aww. And I have this memory of her, her like literally running, running it through the arena to come and hug me, like running because it was such a moment of, I'd overcome these two years of like taking on a horse I never should have taken on and she pushed me and we and, did it, you know?
2: And that was someone she who was looked, there the whole time, which is pretty time. incredible. Yeah. So it's you never awesome. forget
0: those things. You never forget yeah. like someone who believes in you, that means
2: everyone needs that,
0: you know. Everyone and they do because
2: that. they those people invest in your life as much as you are. And yeah. it's a great thing.
0: Absolutely. Like now she just got on Facebook, like in the last two years. And yeah, I see her occasionally when I go home, like I'll swing by and give her a hug and say hi. But now it's like amazing that she's on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, also, it's I wonderful
2: mean, those to see how she's will, doing. Those people will stay with you for forever in those memories. And that's what's oh, incredible. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, you know, current people. Like you said, yeah. it's somebody from forever ago. So they're special. Yeah. And-,
1: and they're important because they make such a huge impact that you carry it with you. So I mean, I, that says a lot.
2: And I think it's kind of like back to what we were talking about before, like why it's so important. So it's cherishing those moments. And that's what makes me want to become maybe a mentor for someone else. So,
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. So it's time for Rose and Thorn. Uh, Maybe we'll lighten it up a little bit since we've had some serious discussions (laughs) this week. A little Uh, emotional
1: today. So who wants to go first? Uh, I can go. I have got some good stuff for you guys. Okay. So I'll start with my Thorn because it was like super dramatic, honestly. So I went out to the barn on Sunday and then came home and took a nap because I was really tired. And I woke up and took my dog outside and I look up in the the sky and there's this like giant plume of smoke. And so I'm like, oh, somebody's house is on fire, which that's not the casual reaction. Like it shouldn't be that casual. But anyway, Um, so I was like, something's clearly on fire. And I so I walked to the end. So we live kind of in a canyon and there's like our apartment, or we have like a townhouse, and then there's a couple other condos slash apartments, and a couple hotels, and it's a cul-de-sac. So it's probably like a half a mile to the end of the street. And so I started walking, and of course everybody else is out there too. And then I figure out that it's actually a brush fire. Which living in Southern California or California in general, it's just kind of an ongoing risk here. So yeah, big uh, forty-acre brush fire that forced me to evacuate my house for the evening. <laughs> oh. So. not Not super fun. fun. Yeah. I was just like, I've never had to do this before. Like I had to run back inside and like pack an overnight bag. And I was worried because I was like, the cop had told me, he was like, yeah, you need to leave. You know, it's blowing. The wind is blowing away from you now, but if it changes direction, it's coming right down your street because it just, it moves so fast here. Like it's hard to explain, but the wind changes directions and then it can literally just make a a controlled fire go out of control, like in seconds. Oh, that's Um, so scary. Yeah. So I just went over to my friend's house and hung out there and came back later to no water, which was then fixed later. So that was quite dramatic end of my weekend. Um, but my rose is that I went to the barn, um, up in Temecula to go visit my best friend who is here. Well, she was here from Arizona, um, staying at Tammy Smith's barn for the weekend. So I got to go see her, which is awesome because I never really get to see her. And, it was nice. My phone had no service at her barn. It was great. So nobody could bother me and I just kind of hung out. So it was fun. Nice. Yeah. What about you guys?
2: Just you I go. can go. I can go. So my, I guess I'll start thorn again first. Uh, so the thorn would be that. So we're at Bromont this week, which is exciting. Yay. So hopefully everything goes well, but on the way here, we were really lucky. We, with the infant, decided to fly because 22 hours, 20 plus hours in the truck would be kind of painful for him. So we are very, very lucky in the sense that Courtney, our main girl, decided she's like, I'm totally fine. I'll drive them. They load over in New Jersey and then kept going. But we had a huge problem with the border. Like we had all the correct paperwork, but you know, it's like luck of the draw. You decided to like run into, oh, it was horrible, horrible. Really? Wow. Yeah. Like we get there and so like Doug calls ahead and is like, okay, like I have a truck coming through, like horses coming. You have to check the horse in on the U.S. side before you go over and, like, go to the border. And so they said, yeah, no worries. Like, if you go past 9 o'clock, we'll have a vet there. So we're like, okay, she should be there around 12, 1230. It was all fine. All was good. And she got there. There was no veterinarian. They said there would not be a vet there till Wednesday and that the horse would have to stay. That was not a possibility. The horse is supposed to be here. The horse been on the trailer way too long. Long story short, it was a complete pain. Finally mm. got everything Situated horse got here a couple hours later. Poor thing. At least he's in a box stall, had water, hay, everything. But that is definitely my thorn is panicking that the horse is not going to get in the country to come to Bromont in time to compete at Bromont. Wow, that is what a nightmare! (laughs) What a nightmare! So much fun. Not, not, I thought you know, maybe the infant traveling. No, not a problem. He was amazing. So, and I guess my rose would be. Hudson gets to see Canada for the first time. So that was fun, you Yay. know, being a Canadian. He gets to come see Canada. And I love Bromont. So that's been fun. And guess I would be my rose all oh, in one week. <laughs> Very dramatic this week. Very dramatic. So fingers crossed, everybody. Fingers crossed, Flynn getaway. Doug's horse goes really well in the three star cross country and show jumping. So. We're excited. He's he's a super cool horse. So his first CCI three star.
0: That's awesome. I know. We'll be rooting for you.
2: Thanks. Justine, what about you?
0: Uh so I'll start with my rose. I'm taking Mikey to a horse show this weekend, but like it's like it, it's still a schooling show, but it's at like where the it's at the venue where all the rated shows are. So this is like the biggest horse show he's ever done (laughs) so like we've left the arena of like the little tiny quiet local shows um where he could be an idiot and i don't care if people see me there (laughs) i actually care if people see me here so uh fingers crossed (laughs) he behaves himself and we get over all the jumps and i don't fall in the mud um (laughs) But, All good goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel good about it. I feel pumped. He's like on a really good health streak and this will be the last thing he does before we slow down for the summer. So, um, but so I took a riding lesson, which is going into my thorn. The riding lesson was really good two weeks ago now and I, I trailered in and I just recently got like a newish trailer. So it was like the first time I'd taken Mikey in it somewhere a little bit farther down the road. And on the way back from the trailer, like, we're both exhausted. He's ready to go home. I'm trucking along down the road to go home. And all of a sudden, the back, like, it's a two-horse straight load. And, you know, has, like, the window panels that go over the back ramp to close it. But I keep them, like, tied to the side. You know how they do that. You just, like, attach them on the side. Because it's hot, it's Florida. He doesn't need to be completely enclosed in it. Well, anyways, one of them comes loose while I'm driving down the road. And it's just, like... Flinging back and forth and it's a steel trailer, so it's making all this noise, like thwacking the wall. And I'm like, oh my god, Mikey's never gonna load in this trailer ever again. Because I'm sure he's (laughs) terrified. You know what I mean? So and I had to wait like five minutes before it was like I found an appropriate place where I could pull over, you know, and safely try to fasten it or figure out what was wrong. So I pull over and he's totally fine. I open up the door to the trailer that's not facing the road, and he's like hey, you know, and I opened the door, like, totally unfazed, thank goodness. Oh, good boy. And I had to, like, MacGyver latch that thing down because the latch actually ripped off. So I had, like, randomly, I just had zip ties in the in my truck, and I was able to, like, zip tie it to something else to get us home. And he was totally fine. He didn't care at all. So it actually worked out, but it was, like, a very good, like, MacGyver moment where uh, I was able to save the day, and poor Mikey didn't have to, like, go the rest of the ride home with that. Oh, God freaking Poor window Mikey. whipping all over the place it Aww. was scary though you know i had that I like, sense that's of dread. when you see it out of the rear view mirror i'm like oh my god you know but everything was fine so that's my Rosenthorn. thorn. oh so we do have a mailbag though um and I, I think you guys will probably be able to answer this better than I can. So I'm going to read it to you. It's from Ashley in our Facebook group. And she said, I would love to hear your thoughts on stirrups. Do different materials and shape make a big difference in leg comfort and position? The ones I've looked at come with a hefty price tag. I deal with some uh, mild to moderate knee discomfort. And on easygoing rides with my feet, my feet will actually fall asleep. And she's not sure if that's stirrup related. So I know like eventers and show jumpers can, you guys have like more flexibility with different types of stirrups that you can ride in, but do you guys have a preference? Like, do you have knee issues? Is there a type of stirrup you prefer to ride in?
1: So my feet fall asleep too. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I discovered just by process of elimination, I've kind of come up with the perfect stirrup for me, but I also haven't tried all of the options because I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like they're kind of cost prohibitive for some of them. But what I discovered is that the composite, the plasticky kind of carbon fiber stirrups are really good for me. I like lighter weight stirrups. Some people don't. I, I just somehow prefer it. I don't know why. Um, So I like the weight of the composites, but I don't, if they don't have a joint, my feet will fall asleep. So, you know, I don't know if this, if Ashley, if you have joints in your stirrups, but like I found that, so I also deal with back problems. I have scoliosis. So I have all sorts of problems when I ride and I found that too much of a joint that's too flexible, like those harm springer flex stirrups or something that I used to ride in high school. um, They were way too flexible. So that's almost too much. So I was able to find just a pair of composite stirrups with a very mild joint that just allows my heel to flex without putting so much pressure on my ankle, which I think must've been pinching a nerve or something to make my feet fall asleep. So that's kind of- So which ones are they? Well, they're just by composite, it's like, it's a really inexpensive brand and they just have like a little bit of a joint and it's not too much of a flex so that you can't like get unstable, but it's enough to relieve your knees and your ankles. So, and they're not expensive. Like I I'll look them up while you guys are talking, but they're not expensive at all.
2: So I will have to admit Mine are kind of expensive, but <laughs> I've gone through so many different stirrups, and I wanted something that lasts because the composite ones, for me, I used to ride in. I think they're Royal Riders. I hope. that yeah, that's name, I used but to have some the, of those. But the the flex part would like wear out for me, and like mm-hmm. you know, right where it like would bend. It would like yeah. start to like, probably with weather or whatever. I have no idea, but it would just not like hold. And it was almost too flex. Like, you know how you're talking about it? it was so much mm-hmm. flexion. So, and yep. Doug has like knee problems and all this. So like we had those and like tried everything. Cause I also, the biggest thing is I like a good foot on the base. Yeah. So like what something say, that's the wide got, track, the wide track. And like, I almost like, you know, the one that's like an aggravated, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Almost like. The teeth poke up. Yeah, like, I
1: love those. The cheese grater thing. The kind cheese of.
2: graters. But the cheese graters, like, I Not found so them that, that aren't so sharp. So, and same thing. I wanted a lightweight. So, we found these ones that we were obsessed with because remember the old school? I know, uh, Justine, you'll know these. Remember the rubber band hunter ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it, the peacock it, Yeah, yeah. Yep. So tech stirrups is what they're called. Doug found them and they come in all different colors, which is like what we loved. And at first I was like, they're too big. So you guys are going to laugh. So Doug got the tech ones and they almost break away. I'll have to like send a picture of them. Oh. They break away like that. So they're on a magnetic thing. So like if your foot gets caught in a stirrup, it will break off and it's a magnet. So like you oh, never pull it's awesome. So I didn't, uh, his were too big, too heavy, blah, blah, blah. They made a lighter weight one and I got the pony ones. Cause I wear like a six and a half foot. It's narrow. <laughs> they fit perfect. You guys are going to laugh, but I am in the kids stirrups and I, Aww. am
1: oh <laughs> yeah, I think those look cool. That's I mean, like, I just that. think it depends on, um, you know, what, your personal preferences like you know I think weight is one thing to kind of start with and some people prefer the heavier yeah. stirrups and some people don't and then from there I mean from any material you can generally find something that has options for flexibility so I would start with material and then kind of work your way from there but yeah it's definitely are- not an uncommon problem
2: no no it these, I've just they're a newer company and we couldn't find them anywhere else I've only seen them actually like English writing supply where like they break loose but I'm I'm a true believer in them. And if you got smaller feet, don't be afraid to order the pony ones. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) I'm serious.
0: Well, if you guys have questions for us, you can send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com. Or you can join our Facebook group, which is Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge. It's a closed group, so just ask to
1: join and we'll let you in. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone or tablet, so you can take it anywhere. Uh, You can download it on iTunes or Google Play, or you can check out our website at heelsdownmag.com. We will be releasing episodes of Heels Down Happy Hour on the second and last Fridays of each month. And did you know that you can get the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone? You can just search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store, and it's free and super easy to use. And just want to say a special thank you to all our sponsors, EcoGold, Classic Equine by Richie, Kensington, and Equine Style. So thank you guys so much for the support. All right, guys. Well, good talk. It's nice hanging out with you for a little bit. Absolutely. Until
0: next time, huh? Yep. Cheers. Bye, guys. Cheers. Cheers.